0: everybody and welcome to this week's edition of This Woman Can. Now, when I made my acquaintance with 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 my next guest i was absolutely blown away and the bio i give you really is just a really short pricey uh, of what she's done and what she's achieved so far today in such a young age i hasten to add but um it's fabulous to reconnect with and i really wanted to know more about about dr rachel victoria brown so hi hi rachel and thank you for joining me at this woman can Hi, hey, Janice. I'm so happy to be here. So I promised people um, a little insert into your bio. So let me read a little snip of your bio. So sure. Dr. Rachel Victoria Brandt, give her a full title, is a 29-year-old Jamaican philanthropist, activist, social media specialist, and communi- com- communication strategist who recently earned a PhD in media communication and culture in Barcelona. Rachel is the the co-founder and executive director of the Every Mickle Foundation, located in Jamaica and Florida, which serves approximately 350 orphans and underprivileged youth annually from six children's homes. Their programme focuses on mentorship, global citizenship, female empowerment, literacy, career development, sports, the performing arts, mental health, physical health and hygiene, academics, STEM, agriculture, and environmental sustainability. And not just that, she makes me exhausted just listening, just reading this. She's also the vice president of the Global United Diaspora, and in 2019, she was named one of the Caribbean's 30 under 30 for her work, service, and contributions to Jamaica. Oh, girl, you're not tired.
1: (laughs) I'm exhausted.
0: (laughs) so welcome 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 so yeah you know like I said that was a very abbreviated bio for for, for you and I am I am ecstatic that is ecstatic to make your acquaintance Rachel so tell the audience a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today okay so whoo It's been such a long
1: time, this whole journey. (laughs) I'm about to be 30, and so I've been very reflective recently. Um, But basically, I was born and raised in Jamaica, big up Jamaica every time. And uh, I'm the oldest of three girls. Okay. And I think ever since I knew myself, I knew I wanted to discover more of the world. I always saw myself as a global citizen. Right. Um, things were a little bit tough at home at the time. Mm. And luckily I had some outlets, several outlets. I was playing sports, tennis, um, piano, swimming, dancing. Um, tennis, though, was one of my ways out. And I was able to receive a tennis scholarship to go to boarding school in Hudson, Ohio. Right. Um, right. At 16. And so I left Jamaica at 16 to go to school oh. in the U.S. Um, did two years of boarding school there very interesting experience and just life-changing as you can imagine yes. from kingston jamaica to hudson ohio Woo!
0: very different
1: big difference <laughs> um and then i went on to the university of southern california where i studied communication i was also able to represent my school abroad um i studied in argentina and i also studied in bilbao okay after that, I went on to law school at Wake Forest University in North Carolina, and um, that was an also interesting experience, law school in the South, no Jamaicans, you know, very antiquated views yes. <laughs> on life. So I'm trying to be as politically correct as possible. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and then after that, I started working in Atlanta, at Atlanta Victims Assistance um so women's rights and domestic violence those are issues that have always been very close Mm -hmm. to my heart so i've been doing a lot of work with that um for as long as i have been able to work basically and um after that i moved to kenya to work on a reparations case for the mau mau there which was an incredible and also life-changing experience um moved back to atlanta decided i wanted to go on to do my PhD I always knew mm-hmm. that was the plan and I moved to Barcelona in October 2016 okay um, I'm still here <laughs> it's been four years so I just finished my degree a few months ago thank God and um, yeah that's been the journey in a nutshell in 2013 we started every mickle um, and that's been beautiful and we've just been growing and expanding and touching as many people and youth as possible and um, in 2000 I want to say no 2017 we started Global United Diaspora okay that's also been a very eye-opening experience and just an awesome opportunity to serve globally and with my people for my people and uh, that's
0: been great so that's you know that's been the journey (laughs) and and didn't I read because you you, you've skirted? didn't I read that you've probably traveled to more countries than you've had years of living.
1: Yes. So my goal is always to have gone to as many countries as my age. Okay. I am now at thirty-one countries. I'm two years ahead technically, ah. um, and I'm hoping. You know, it was a nice cushion with COVID because I wasn't able yes. to travel yes. this year. Um, but I'm at thirty-one now. I'm going to be thirty in December and so yeah
0: right on track <laughs> fabulous 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 so you've got every mickle you've got united diaspora you've done your phd what have been the key motivators for your career choice Rachel? um so it's, it's several things it's
1: this idea of purpose and wanting to ensure that my life is not lived in vain that i'm here for a reason and that the world is better off somehow even if it's in a small way because i am here um i don't want to waste time i don't want to waste life i value life very much um i've had several (laughs) unfortunate near-death experiences and so that's been you know a wake-up call consistently um i'm very much more aware of mortality i think than most people Mm. Uh, so there's that also my family and the values that they've instilled in me and just wanting to make them proud with all my heart and i think god also is an important factor in that just wanting to honor him in what i do um and then also my love and passion for youth and young people and understanding that they're looking to us for examples they're looking to us for guidance yeah and they're looking to us to show them what they're capable of doing, and so I don't want to <laughs> shorten yeah. any kind of capacity or ability for anybody. I want them to know that their potential is limitless. Yeah, and I also want them to be able to achieve even more than I have. Yeah, and so to me, yeah. I think it's a, a responsibility to to them, to the future, to my family, to myself, um,
0: as a global citizen, as a Jamaican yeah that's it in a nutshell fabulous. I think fabulous. And I love what you said about the um, the youth and being limitless because I've just um, been facilitated a young women in leadership program for 45 young women here in Antigua and Barbuda um, who have who could be our future polit- political leaders and yeah. it's been they've gone through in fact we're having a mock sitting in parliament on uh, Monday. So it's been and having this session with them on Friday just this week and listening to I don't know I I, I think when I was that I didn't have that thought process when I was that age and yeah. it was really refreshing to see that they I don't want to say lofty lofty goals but I think they were I felt they were really achievable goals but goals yeah. I would never have thought of when I was that age, so and I think these days the youth, the youth. And I'm saying youth because yeah, I have to remember youth. Um, uh, are far more aware than I think anybody my generation was. Um, again, from the from a diaspora perspective, first generation, blah blah blah. We had, I suppose, different focuses, but the yeah. the, the, the the youth of today, the young women and the young men of today, are far more switched on. Um, and it's really good to see and being proactive for sure for sure I think
1: one thing that I've noticed is it it also depends in a in a large part on exposure so I've seen both ends of the spectrum where there's some young people who think I could do anything I could be prime minister I could be president I could invent the next Or start a business at 15 or, you know what I mean? And then I've seen other people, um, a lot of the kids that we've worked with, for example, in children's homes who have no guidance, more or less, who have no parents, who have no family members to push and encourage them, say that their biggest dream in life would be to work at Burger King because they could eat burgers for free. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: And not to say there's anything wrong with Burger King, but to think that that's that's the maximum limits. you could
0: ever yes yes
1: or obtain yeah. not that you want to it's just you think that that's the highest goal. yeah yeah, you think yeah university yeah. is not a possibility it's not for somebody like me it's not yeah. for how would I get there how would I pay for you know what I mean yes. I think yes. So exposure it, it plays such a huge part and I'm so happy to hear that those girls in
0: Antigua are thinking like that I love yeah. that yeah 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 so rachel you touched on her facing some challenges I- I- in life yes. so and i'm not going to go into what those challenges were but when i right. really more interested in what's your thought process wow. and how you overcome them and the lessons learned and the contribution wow. it made to your ongoing success right
1: so wow <laughs> So many lessons I feel like I'm, I'm continuing to learn every single day. Just yeah. something new, which I think is important as yes. well. Like if you're not getting better, what's the point? Um, one thing I think is many times in life, people are not going to be able to give to you what you will give to them. Right. So it's, it's, it's not healthy Um, and it's not reasonable, and it's not logical to expect from people what you expect of yourself. That's a lesson that I've had to learn, unfortunately, several times, the hard way, um, because that's how you get disappointed, right? You know, you're expecting Mm -hmm. this from someone automatically because if I was in that position, then I would, and it's just not the same. So I think that's one, one of the toughest lessons. The second lesson, I think, is, faith is important family is important and also yourself is important Mm -hmm. um so i'm i'm a christian of course i read the bible and i'm into bible verses but i analyze them in a very different way (laughs) than most people um i think so there's this verse that says you know love others the way you love yourself basically Mm -hmm. um And so from that verse what i learned is it says the way you love yourself basically that's the that's the key that's the example for how you love everybody else when people look at that verse they think love others yeah that's the message of the verse but it's the way you love yourself that's that's the first and most important part of it that's the way that's the the precedent that's what sets the tone for love for everyone else and i think I've had a really difficult journey with self-love because I'm constantly pouring out love to other people and neglecting myself. So one thing that I've been working on, still am working on is showing myself the love, the same love that I not only deserve, but show other people. Um, So that's another thing. Um, Another thing I've learned is to analyze your flock that's something i always say (laughs) birds of a feather flock together look at your flock yeah who are you hanging out is that is that who you want to be yeah Um, that's something that's important and i can say my flock has changed yes (laughs) Many times over the year and there's some you know loyal birds that will be there i'm sure till the very end of time um but that that's also been another lesson and the last one is your mind is a very powerful thing and just like how it can work against you. And I think we need to be a lot more lenient and considerate people facing mental health issues. I face mental health issues. Um, But sometimes it's, it's a decision in a split second that can change everything. Not even sometimes, probably all the time, right? Um, There've been moments where I recognized I could just give up, and that would be it. It would be done. And it's understanding and being conscious of the fact that you have to decide whether or not you're strong enough to yes. get back up at that moment. Yeah. You decide you will.
0: Yeah. That's
1: it. It's as simple yeah. as that. It's yeah. As simple as that. Are you Are you going to get back up, or are you gonna stay down? Yeah it's fine if you need to take a day or a week or a month or a year or, (laughs) but decide in that split second and fight, fight for yourself. You deserve that, you know?
0: So yeah, those are some. I love that. It's about having that growth and that positive mindset. Um, As I said to you just before we started, I was cycling today and I have uh, another girl that I ride with sometimes on the weekend. We have a group. And she already decides every time it gets to a hill, she tells herself she can't do it. And like you've already told yourself you can't do it. You know, drop your, drop your gears, just focus. And, she, and after she did it, she says, I just looked at the ro- road, not what was ahead of me. And I'm like, exactly. You know, just deal with what's in front of you right now. What's right. not ahead just to get, you know, that's the first step. You can tackle what's down the road later on, but just have just know that you can do it is the first is it really is the first step. So I love I love you thought that you think about that, and I also I am huge on self care, huge mm-hmm. huge 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 on self care, and yeah. and I really you know if one thing any listeners winning women take away from this is just listen to what Rachel said about being able to put yourself first sometimes and recognizing that if you don't look after yourself, then you can't be of service to others. You can't,
1: you really can't. You, you might be able to just not as well as you could if you were taking care of yourself. Absolutely. Um, And I think that's, that's another, another lesson that I've learned along (laughs) the way. It's like, you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, you get burnt out. Yes. What do you do then? There's nothing left to give, and if that's something that defines you, right? If mm. if that purpose
0: mm. is
1: something that you need, then where does that
0: leave you? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That's so, fair. Yeah. So I love. So I love that. So I want to talk touch on your career career journey a little bit. So sure. you've done lots. You've done lots. Yeah. <laughs> what had? What would you say if you had to pin it down? What would you say has been your biggest career triumph? and I say right now because I know you've got a lot ahead of you
1: <laughs> right yeah I, I think I'm about to switch career paths I have no idea what's coming up next um biggest career triumph that's a tough one um I think the reparations case was a huge one for me um as a black woman
0: yeah and
1: uh, you know when we speak about slavery and colonization and capturing mm-hmm. land and it seems so far away like yes. ancient yeah. history but to have sat there with people who were tortured by the British to have listened to their stories people who were actually there yeah. right not yeah. 300 400 yeah. years yeah. ago like to have sat there and hear what the soldiers did to them and yeah all of that stuff and to have had the opportunity to fight on their behalf. I think that was just one of the most life-defining moments for me in terms of understanding of life and culture and history and the impact that actions can have on people and on a mindset and on a mentality and all of that. So I think that was one, being able to be a part of that. And another one was our recent... So, every expanded recently. We had a youth entrepreneurial workshop in October. We selected 20 youth um, from each of the six different countries which we served. Mm. So, it was Jamaica, Trinidad, the US, the UK, Ghana, and Kenya. Um, And the purpose was to empower them, enable them to know that they can start their own businesses and companies, that they're capable. They were between the ages of 14 and 22. So very young people. So to have that seed planted at that age, um, amazing. And not only that, but for the pitch competition portion of it. We put them into groups of 12, two people from each country. Of course, they're meeting each other for the yeah. first time. You yeah. can imagine at that age meeting someone from Kenya, yeah. Ghana. Yeah. It's yeah. like, whoo, the whole world has opened up for them. Um, and then to hear their pitches and see the quality of what they were able to produce.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it wasn't so much as a personal triumph, but it kind of restored all hope and faith Mm -hmm. in the future and in humanity because i said look at look at our people look at our young people they're all youth of color from different backgrounds never met each other before in a week they came up with spectacular ideas and what's been even more beautiful is to see that they're now working on bringing them to fruition
0: right so they have
1: investors now who are working with them and these brilliant ideas are coming to life and they're from all over the world, still in contact Zoom calls <laughs> all day, but I think that was one of, I think, the most powerful things that I've ever been a part of, and the most beautiful things. Not just because of what it is, but because of what I'm certain it will be. Right. And what I'm certain right. it will produce.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Now, um, you've been very successful. Very, very, very successful. Very successful today from what I can say that's my interpretation and um (laughs) and when people look at success they think you know they've had it all or they've never experienced failure but in my experience in my experience um the most successful people have grown out of failure right so can you share with us Rachel where failure has made a positive difference in your life Mm -hmm.
1: definitely um So one thing that I've learned to do is to be grateful for negative experiences. Once again, it's in your mindset, how you look at things. Um, Anyone who knows me knows I've been through a lot, a lot that most people should never have to go through. Um, And I think the reason I'm grateful for the hardships and for the pain and for the heartbreaks and the disappointments is because not only has it made me stronger in a sense, as cliche as that sounds, Mm. but it has also humbled me, which I think is important. Um, It has allowed me to get to a point where I understand when I need help and I'm not as afraid to ask for it. Um, And also I've been able to learn (laughs) from those experiences and not make those same mistakes again and help people who might make those mistakes. And I think finally, the last part, the best part of of all the failures has been the increase in empathy within me. Um, So I'm I'm generally very empathetic. I consider myself an empath. I'm very sensitive to people, but there's a difference when someone's talking to you about what they're going through and you're listening as an outsider. Versus when you've been through something similar
0: yeah,
1: and you can feel it and you know what they might be feeling mm-hmm. and what they mm-hmm. might be experiencing, it's so much easier to be there for them. And I think that has helped me tremendously in my work because I'm helping a lot of people yeah. who've been through similar things to what I've been through. Um, and so I think that's been good. Um, and yeah, failure, <laughs> uh, I think it's a part of life yes i also think it's important for us to learn to trust the process trust faith trust Mm -hmm. destiny and understand that a lot of times the reason we don't succeed at certain things is because god has something bigger and better and way beyond anything we could have ever imagined in store
0: um and so yeah so just like that Fantastic. So Rachel, if you had to start over from scratch, knowing what you know now, ooh. what would, ooh, ooh, the, ooh, ooh, what would you, what would you do differently?
1: Oh Lord, help! <laughs> it's such a tough question because, you know, knowing what you know now you could have avoided everything. Yeah. But if I hadn't experienced everything that I have, I wouldn't be who I am today and I'm extremely proud of who I am today and I love who I am today I'm very far from perfect but as I said I'm I'm grateful for all the good things and all the bad things um one thing one practical thing I think I would have done is probably saved more
0: right okay okay okay
1: that's probably one very practical thing (laughs) i would have saved more but yeah other than that no regrets give me all the crazy and trauma
0: again um (laughs) but yeah i think that's it (laughs) fantastic fantastic so you would have faced uh lots of different lots of different challenges um lots of different new experiences but one of the things, and again, I picked this up with the young girls I was dealing with this week, is was confidence, is having the mm. confidence to face something new, to approach to approach something. So, how do you navigate confidence issues? And I say issues because no, we're never one hundred percent confident. But when right. it when it hits you or you have a little wobble, how do you how do you navigate that and get out of that cycle?
1: Man, can I tell you? I struggle with that and no one ever really believes me when I say that um, because I come across as very confident, but, and I'll, you know, of course um, say this because I think maybe it can help somebody out there. I struggle with very bad anxiety and depression um, and that affects my confidence. I'm on medication for both of those things and nobody ever is like, what? (laughs) That's usually the reaction. Um, But that's my reality, and I think there needs to be a decrease in the stigma attached to that, um, so that more people can get the help that they need. Um, It's just like a physical ailment, like, we need to really, you know what I mean, Um, get over, and it's difficult, it's difficult living with that. With my anxiety now, it affects my confidence, um, because sometimes I can't can't be around people, like, I, I just can't handle it, and sometimes I have to.
0: Yeah, when I don't really
1: want to, and I say, um, for confidence. So for me, it's it's my mom and my dad. I call me. one of them, or <laughs> and, and they'll be there. Um, you know, they'll pray for me, or they'll give me, they'll boost me up. Last night I had a panel, and I said to them, you know, mom, I really. I'm messaging her while I'm on. The back. Oh, I feel my. like I don't belong here.
0: This <laughs> oh, imposter syndrome hitting you. <laughs>
1: Listen, I have it bad, bad, bad. Cause I'm like, why? Oh my god! <laughs> Let me just make it till I make it. Like, um, I shouldn't be that way, but I am um, insecure sometimes. I have very low self confidence sometimes. Sometimes I just want to be by myself, and I can't. You know. Um, so for me, it's my mom and my dad. And then also, I think it's understanding that this whole thing, everything that I'm a part of is bigger than I am. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's bigger than me. It's not about me. Yeah, it's not, yeah. right? And so I think having that sense of responsibility um, strengthens me in a sense. It's like a mom, and when she has a newborn child and that child is crying and she wants to sleep, yeah. right? Yeah. You've been through it. I haven't yeah. been through yeah. it yet, yeah. but I can only imagine you want to sleep. You, the child is crying. I just go to sleep. I'll sleep. You sleep, everything, yeah. Yeah. but she, she can not do that. Cause it's not about you. Yeah. Yeah. You have a responsibility to your child. You have to get up and move it. And so, so I think that's that's part of what keeps me going and what strengthens me. Yeah.
0: And thank you for being so transparent on that. Um, I think hard. we need to talk about it more. Um, I said you was doing a series of videos and I've been doing um, coming to the end of the year and stuff like that and planning. And I started talking to women about planning and I thought it's not the planning that's the challenge, actually mm. physically devising the plan. It's how you feel executing the plan is the right. challenge so from all the lack of confidence from all the imposter syndrome the perfectionism the limiting beliefs the self-doubt so I I, I found I, I think I've got a series of 16 videos that deal with each one of those things i like and I kept mm-hmm. the more I kept thinking about it the more issues like the challenges that I came up with but um but like you say once you can identify it you have your mechanism, your coping mechanisms. You ring your parents and stuff like that to enable. And the, the whole goal is to recognise what it is, and exactly. know where I can go or where you can go to help you overcome them. Um, exactly. Something that we're, we're always dealing with. I talked to you about my third eye today, and I was thinking, how can I go on camera? You know, and that's perfectionism. That's the perfect, a little bit of perfectionism. But like you say, I want to get your message. I want to hear. From you and who you are so uh, had to be right. had to be here today that's nothing compared to what I'm getting back from you I'm today I'm happy you're here and you <laughs> look beautiful <laughs> girl come on <laughs> thank you so Rachel and um, what are some strategies do you think uh, that can help women achieve more prominence in their careers and what hmm. they do all right
1: Wow, oh, that's a tough it's a tough question because there are so many things. Um, the first thing I'm going to touch on is ensuring that when you do get to that level, mm-hmm. you open the door behind you. Absolutely. Okay?
0: Absolutely.
1: That's the first the first thing that I'm going to touch on. I think we're unnecessarily competitive with each other because we've been made to feel as if there are limited spots That's, at the top. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. because well they don't really hire women and if I make it then I have to be the woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It could be all women just like it's been all men for.
0: <laughs> <No>
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Men men never feel that way or rarely feel that way where there's limited spots for males so I can't apply to this job. I think we miss out on a lot of opportunities because we don't try mm. to obtain them. We mm-hmm. think they're so far out of reach that we don't even attempt to get there. And there's that quote, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yes. So yes. What yes. I would say to women is try. It seems lofty. It seems out of reach. It seems crazy. Try it. And if you fail and you know what not to do next time, yeah. or yeah. it wasn't meant for you or something better could be along the way. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Just try. What I think is is really sad is, is this sense of defeat before we've even been actually defeated, you know? And, and I really want us to get over that, um, as difficult as it will be. I think that's something that we really need to work on and I'm working on it because I feel that way sometimes. Like I can't, why, you were talking about imposter syndrome, like, why am I here? I can't do that. Like, no, they're gonna,
0: <laughs> no, just try
1: just try if you get a no then it's a no Mm -hmm. Um, I think another thing is speaking up Mm. right being an advocate for yourself yes it's a a great time (laughs) to be a woman and to be outspoken right now a much better time than it was 10 years ago
0: or 20 years ago
1: (laughs) Right now, we're starting to get to the point where we're able to hold people accountable for their actions yeah. and for yeah. their downfalls, for their discrimination. So, speak up, yeah. don't be afraid. And chances are, if you are facing something, other women are too. So, understand that it's not just about you, yeah. Right,
0: yeah.
1: everyone, I think. And it's the same issue that we have with a lot of movements. And, you know, this is my area. So I'm very um, sensitive when it comes to this. We've been a generation waiting for leadership, right? Waiting for the Moses, waiting for the Martin or the Marcus or the Malcolm or, you know, the Curtis. You know what I'm saying? The woman, all the women. Yeah. It could be you. Yeah. It should be you. There's no reason why it shouldn't be. Yeah. everyone's waiting for someone yeah, yeah. don't wait anymore
0: yeah. oh we could talk for Just step up. we could I, I yeah. have so many views on that and I love the fact you said about um we think it's on our own because I keep telling I I often say to women you're not that special to my my client and they go what do you mean I'm like because you believe you yourself what I call me myself and I syndrome you right. think we're the only person experiencing this going through this and having done and because we don't talk, because we think there's only one room at the top, because we think there's competition, because we've been told that you know you can be the only one, and we fear losing that spot. Mm-hmm. We don't share, you know, you know, and, and the fact about advocacy and all that. I, I absolutely love you, you you already preached to the converted here, you know. So <laughs> I love that I got you in my corner. Thank you very much. Of course. It, Always it's so important for mm-hmm. young women. To hear that from another young woman, because I could, you know, they could look at me and go, "But Janice, come on, man, you've done your career. You, how old are? How old are you?" Um, but you know, but to hear it's someone from your generation um, yeah. who's already facing, is going through it, to know that mm-hmm. it is possible, it's really powerful. And I love the bit when you talk about everyone's looking for a leader, and all the leaders you named were male. Male. I, I dropped in the correct of Scott at the
1: end. And oh, like, oh, oh no, I yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Let me think about some more females. There's Angie. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's who we've seen. Yeah. And it's yes. unfortunate because it's not that women haven't been there. Absolutely,
0: absolutely.
1: Always like bust. the Black Panthers, it was. Yeah. It was us. Yes, <laughs> yes, you know, yes. they're the ones that have been given the credit. Unfortunately, so.
0: yeah, yeah. And they always you know, say behind every great man, you know, that, 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 that's true. It's true. It's true. You know, why can't we find every great woman? Come on. <laughs> if you know Caribbean
1: women, you know, you really know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> He's at the front, back, center, middle, everywhere. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Where? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, definitely. Fantastic. So- so so Rachel, share with us a success quote or a mantra that you use and why it's meaningful for you.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay, so one that I I started saying <laughs> came from an epitome. Okay. And it's it sounds a little bit, you know, strange, but it, it is what it is, right? So my mantra is all I can do is all I can do. That's it. It's as simple as that. All I can do is all I can do. And so I'm trying to do all I can do (laughs) Um, and be okay with that um, because I'm extremely hard Mm -hmm. at myself Mm -hmm. and I consistently and constantly feel like I'm not enough, right? And so for me to say these things over and over again, it's giving myself permission to be gentle with myself, to be understanding and to be accepting of who I am and yeah. what I can do, what I'm capable of. And that's a huge weight off of my shoulders. Because literally you can't do no more.
0: Mm. What
1: what else could you do? Mm.
0: Nothing. <laughs> if that's what you can do, that's... Exactly. 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 And, and not be yourself and put it because you believe you should be doing more work. You can't. Physically, mentally, emotionally, you've done everything you possibly can. That's the best you can do. And we have to be more accepting of that. Yeah, so um, yeah, I love that. All you can do is all you can do. Exactly, Okay. that's
1: that's my little personal one. Um, And then I have some other mantras that I say and I have them at my door. I'm healthy, I'm happy. I am worthy. I am capable. I am loved. I am whole. Those are my my main affirmations that I need.
0: <laughs> I, I, love that. I, love that. I love that. Yeah. So, um, so coming down to our last few questions, but um, so uh, you know, I know I've got a few years on you yet, but I'm going to ask you. Something anyway. <laughs> okay. Rachel, what advice would you give to your teenage self?
1: wow oh man what advice would I give to my teenagers that's a that's a really hard one and something that I haven't reflected on enough I think um so you know Facebook memories I'm not on social media at the moment but I used to love the Facebook memories, because I'd see what I would write at that age. Okay. And okay. In my teenage years, my mind, everything, I just sounded so wise. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, yes, young rich, come through, give me the knowledge. Like, this is wonderful. Um, The advice I'd give to my younger self is worry less worry less one two take your time you don't have to rush yeah three things will get worse but then they'll get better nice
0: Nice. things
1: will get worse but then they'll get better that's nice, right um four you don't have to be perfect you never will be perfect and Mm -hmm. that's okay
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um And then lastly, don't be as hard on yourself as you are because you're going to make yourself proud one day. I think that's what I would say to my younger self because I was extremely hard on myself and just going through so much and trying to manage so much and trying to be as great as possible and under pressure and not knowing what was guaranteed versus not and I have to achieve everything by 25 or else I would have failed
0: God. yeah I was like fresh on yourself already
1: right I was I was an intense <laughs> I'm still an intense person but that was the vibe imagine my poor parents yeah. <laughs> having to deal with that um special parents super special had to be them there yeah. it couldn't be anybody else <laughs> um but yeah i think that's that's the advice i'd give to my younger self I don't, okay. don't don't worry as much it's gonna be fine
0: yeah. it's
1: gonna get worse then it will get better right um and you're gonna do great and you are and you are
0: I can my best. You say you are, you are, you are. So, yeah. so, Rachel, if you could choose your own mentor, or if you could choose a mentor, who would it be and why? Oh,
1: like a living mentor. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, they yeah. could be. They could be, like could be. They could be. Someone, a the ghost it stuff. could be dead or alive. But who would it? Be, who would it be, and why would you choose them? All right.
1: So, if I could choose a dead mentor, it would probably be Nanny of the Maroons. Like, how epic would that be? Nanny? who helped all the people escape from the plantations and yeah. started the maroon settlement. Like, I just want, how did you do it? How did you have the strength? Did you freak out sometimes? Like, were you stressed <laughs> out? You are things we don't think about when we think about Nanny. but, you know, what was your regular life like? How did you balance, girl? I don't know. Um, So her um and then living i think it would have to be angela davis i love her okay i've spoken okay. to her a few times she actually helped me with my phd and she's just incredible um i would say angela davis and then another person that's a tough one i'd have I didn't to think read you know you wanted one <laughs> Oh, okay I'm like I'm trying to I'm like there's so many so yeah, many I wasn't you
0: gave me. me two and we'll get you we'll done alive that's a, that, that can back and work that's all right cool work. we'll work with that so last <laughs> couple of questions what are the what are the three things you've learned about yourself during your career Ooh.
1: three things I've learned about myself during my career hmm. Wow. I think one is I'm a lot more like my parents and my grandparents than I ever, (laughs) ever thought possible. You know, I grew up feeling like I was a strange person from a foreign random alien land, (laughs) but no, no, I'm just a combination of everybody. Um, so that's one thing I've learned about myself. Another thing I've learned about myself is that I can be incredibly innovative um, mm-hmm. and I can take any small thing, any problem, any challenge, any, you know, yep. um, Sonia Hannah and make fashion. That's what we say in Jamaica. Um, I've, I've learned that about myself problems can be turned into not just solutions but even better options (laughs) um as we've seen with covid and all this virtual stuff it's yeah it's worked out um somehow so there's that and then the third one i don't know if i've learned it because i think i've known it my whole life is that i'm a fighter and i'm here to fight for more than myself i'm here to fight for my people i'm here to make a difference um and so my purpose is just becoming clearer and clearer and so i'm still learning in progress i don't know exactly what it is yeah Yes. but i know i'm here to make a difference um and i know i'm here to fight and that it's not going to be easy but that i will do it because i love my people um and i love the future already.
0: Love that. Yeah. love that. Love that. Love that. And yeah, I love that. I'm not gonna say any more on that because I feel <laughs> it. I feel it. Yeah. So so where would we find you on a typically on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m.? Saturday morning
1: at 10 a.m. I'd probably be home <laughs> right now. I don't really leave the house to be honest. Yeah. I have so many virtual meetings and then you know the anxiety thing, you know, uh, et COVID, etc. Saturday morning at ten p.m. ten a.m. I'm at home, either making brunch. I like brunch on Saturday. I like okay. to cook, um, or practicing yoga. I practice yoga every single day, or I could be doing some work as oh. usual. <laughs> Terrible. I know it's not
0: balanced, but <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is. Yeah, okay. and and then lastly, what does success feel like to you Mm. success
1: feels like knowing you made a difference to me to me knowing not not wondering not hoping is knowing and when I when I get to that point I think I'm going to breathe a lot easier
0: (laughs) you don't think you've made a difference already
1: I think I have. Um, I think, I think I have for sure. I just know there's so much more for me to do. So maybe, maybe that's the difference, you know, not just knowing you've made a difference, but knowing you've done enough. I've never in my life felt like I did enough Never. I hope I do one day. That would be great. (laughs)
0: wow well you know i i would if i i think if you would speak to those around you and what you've done so far they would surprise you with their answers because again we are always hard on ourselves and we're always pushing ourselves for more because we never we spend so little time looking back at what we've achieved so far because we're always looking forward so I think a nice little exercise for you would be for for you to hear the difference you've made because you, you have, I mean, we're just with every mickle, I'm more than certain you've made a difference in so many young people's lives already. Um, but you're so focused on what comes next that right. you're not taking that time. You, you know, you're doing this introspection for your third year. Have yeah. a look back at what, ha, how many lives you've impacted, possibly impacted. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah I hope pleasantly so. I really you pleasantly surprised. Stop the hope. Stop the hope. You <laughs> <have. Yeah. laughs> so, so, so you. Dr. Rachel, if anybody wants to get in touch or know more about Everett Mickle or the um, United Global Diaspora, how can Global United be? Diaspora. Yeah. United.
1: Global United, United diaspora. diaspora. You could call it good. We call it good. Okay, <laughs> good. So how can yes. they do, how can they do that? Okay, so for Every Mickle you can follow us on Instagram at Every J-A, everymickleja e v e r y m um, i c k l e j a J A E V E R Y M I K K L E J A, and on Facebook the Every Mickle Foundation and of course you can check out our website that's easy as well www.everymicklefoundation.org and then for good you could follow us on Instagram at global u diaspora, G-L-O-B-A-L-U-D-I-A-S-P-O-R-A. I was like, can I spell? Yes, I can. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, and also globalgood.org. G-L-O-B-A-L-G-D.org. Um, there's that. And then on the Every website, you can there's a contact Rachel button. Sends it right to my email, which is
0: perfect. Um, so that's how you can get in. Touch. Excellent. I'll be sure to put all the links um, in the notes as well, thank so you. people have it. So that was my last question officially. It has been such fun interviewing you. We could have been here a lot longer, um, you know. But I know about the time difference because Antigua, Barcelona, big time yes. difference. So thank you so much for your time today, Rachel been so Thank much appreciated you. and Thank i know you, there's you you there is some time that i come across i said to my husband today come to my side that i love doing these interviews but there are sometimes some interviews i know that are really special because there's something about the individual that i'm going the woman i'm going to interview that will i'm feeling i'm feeling mm-hmm. and you are one of those you're one of those so i know yeah. there's so much destined for you, and I'm gonna keep a keen eye on you. Besides. I know,
1: please do, Jamie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so thank you for being my guest today.
1: Thank you for having me. And and I just want to say, I know you're accustomed to thanking everyone else. I want to thank you for doing the work that you do. It's powerful, it's inspirational, and it's also so necessary. Um, so thank you for being <laughs> that Coretta Scott, that Angie, Angie Davis, that, you know, for inspiring us, for being amazing and for not just talking about it, but being about it. And that means so much to all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.